Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new season of the Pick and Roll NBA podcast. My name is Terry Rockwood, and as always, I am joined by the now long, wavy-haired, with an amazing mustache, Eric Holmes. Eric, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good, Perry. We took a, a whole season off because LeBron and the Lakers took a whole season off, so <laughs> it, only, it only makes sense. It's been quite quite the journey here at the pick and roll podcast um and it just came to a point where we just couldn't take any more of, of a break then you know the nba season what the first preseason game is nets first lakers potential finals matchup and i think it's october 3rd yeah it's coming so, right up here in the next two weeks yeah it's been a super fun off season still have a huge move it looks like ben simmons will be traded uh this next week um, I guess uh, we can kind of just start off on that before we get into what we mainly want to talk about today, which is the player ratings that I posted on my Instagram story earlier today that a lot of you voted on. We'll just kind of go over those. But first off, Eric, what is your take on the whole Ben Simmons situation and what do you think Philly is going to be trying to do or where you think he'll fit best or how do you see that ending up? I think it's kind of crazy, like super unprecedented for someone to be on their right after their rookie contract to, to be demanding out still with four years left on their deal, which is pretty crazy. And especially the way it's all went down with his like very dramatic playoff exit. I mean, I think they'll just end up staring each other down, like seeing who flinches first. I think most organizations like the Rockets, they would have folded by now. <laughs> but the Rockets, you have Daryl Moore, you have Joel Embiid, and you have uh, Doc. And I feel like those people are like way more resolute with their opinions. And so they're not going to be pushed around like that. And so they'll wait for whatever's best for, for the Sixers, I think, and not what's best for Ben Simmons. And they should because they have four years of player control. He signed up for a massive contract. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head with that. Like, it would be one thing if he had a year left in his contract or something. But when he has four years left, at this point, he's just losing money. Like, the, the longer he sits out, the more money he's going to be fine and be losing. And so I, I am interested to see Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey is never one to get like 75 cents on the dollar. Like he's going to want anything he can. Um, unless, unless James Harden demands Russell Westbrook for Chris Paul. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. That's like the uh, only uncharacteristic trait of that. But. Yeah. But I think, I think that uh, there are a couple teams that could be really good for Ben Simmons. The thing that's hard with him is, you have to build a whole team around him. He's not just a plug-and-play player like with that we've seen with so many superstars, like with KD or um, even with even with Chris Paul working out so well with the Suns. And um, he's just not a guy that you can just put on any roster and he'll succeed, obviously, with the way that he plays. Um, he needs a certain a certain team surrounding him. So, so we'll see. He, we'll he see needs to be happens. the non-shooter. He yeah, exactly. Non- yeah. Yeah. So, 
So that'll be interesting. But um, today we wanted to talk about the results that we got um, on Instagram. We put up a poll of just some matchups of players that I try to think uh, would be pretty tough to choose between and who we think will do better in this next NBA season. Um, so we'll just we'll just get going with that. So I'll kind of read these off. And then, Eric, you can share your opinion and we can just see what we think. And if you agree with the majority of our voters, thank you, everybody who voted. There's quite a lot of you. Um, so the first one, we have Ja Morant and Trey Young. So without looking, who do you think out of like the community, who do you think won this one? Um, I would think Trey just because he was in the Eastern Conference Finals. So he has a little bit more under his resume. Yeah. So we had 56% for Trey and 44% for Ja. Trey had 34 votes and Ja had 27. I think you hit it right there. I mean, Trey's performance this last year in the Eastern Conference Finals was amazing. He played really well, and I didn't know he could reach that level. But he just – he dominated the way that he sees the floor and just controls the pace of the game is is crazy. Trey's more of the polarizing figure. So, like, you'll get a lot of jaw votes just because people hate Trey Young. But <laughs> I, I think this should be, like, 75-25 for Trey just because he's able to affect the game a little bit more or a lot more than Trey – or than, than jaw right now. Right. And I think it's honestly because he's a shooting threat and Jaw doesn't really have that much of a threat from the three point line yet. Exactly. So we'll see if he can, because Jaw has his potential is insane as well. It's not like he's not a good point guard. He's going to be top five point guard in the league for sure, I think. So um, the next one we have is uh, Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum. So what do you think? How do you think that one went? Seeing that we grew up around a lot of Utah Jazz fans, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Donovan Mitchell got more fan or more votes, but I don't know for sure. Yeah, so this definitely showed how many uh friends on Instagram that I have that are Utah homers. Um it's Donovan Mitchell got 50 votes and Tatum got 23. Do you agree with that personally? I'll tell you this much. When I was betting on Team USA this summer, I would always bet the under for Jason Tatum, and I feel like it always paid out for me because oh, for, some, <laughs> for some reason, every to every game, he was expected to hit like, like 12 points, 13 points, and he always was under because, I don't know, I just don't really like Jason Tatum. I hate the Celtics, so... <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, Tatum didn't have a good USA uh, outing this summer, but I do think so. Mitchell got 68% of the votes. Tatum only got 32. I think that's a little bit too much um, of a landslide for Mitchell. Obviously, there are, are a lot of Utah fans that voted. Um, I love both of these players. I think they're both just unbelievable top-tier level scorers. They can score any way, each one of them, from every angle and every level of the court. 
Um, I do think that Tatum has a bigger ceiling only because he is 6'8", and he's long and can shoot just as well, if not better, as Donovan Mitchell. I mean, Donovan Mitchell, you can't ignore his playoff numbers either and what he's done for the Jazz. So, yeah, he's that, always, he's always big in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's always carrying – and but yeah that that for sure was a really good one um so the next one that we have on here i believe is dame and steph so who do you think won this one um i'm, I'm gonna go with steph yeah yeah so steph won 72 percent to dame's eight to dame's 28 percent do you think that's just based off what Steph was able to do last year when it was just him and nobody else was healthy. Do you think Steph's going to be putting up the same numbers that he did this year now that Clay's going to be back at some point and that um, they're really going to be making a, a legit, like, title run? I think his numbers will digress a little bit, but his efficiency won't. You know, yeah. it'll, be, it'll be really good for Clay to get back to add another – gravity sucking threat so like he doesn't have all of the focus so yeah I think I think they or Steph will have a really good efficient year like always and then that Dame he's like taking the politically correct way saying he's never wanted out of Portland and he's kind of just waiting for his moment to get traded I, I think in my opinion and that might mess with this season a little bit all right I just still think that obviously I had I knew Steph would win this, and I think when it comes down to it, he will have the better season. But I still just always think Dame's still just getting undercut a little bit all the time. We can't forget that playoff game that he had that was ruined because they lost. The playoff game he had last year against the Nuggets was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Yeah, well, when he scored every point and his team couldn't shoot or make one basket in <laughs> <Yeah>. overtime. <laughs> yeah, like it was out of control. Just how effortless he makes the game look is just insane, man. And obviously, Steph is the same way. He makes shooting deep threes look like it's a layup on a seven-foot hoop. Like, So both these guys are just obviously at the top of their game. I think Dame has a couple more, like – legit prime years left than Curry does but as far as this season goes I think you're right Curry's numbers might go down a little bit but his efficiency definitely won't if anything it might go up because you have people worrying about clay as well now oh exactly so the next one we got the battle of the bigs the reigning MVP Jokic and the MVP before he got hurt who was leading in the running Embiid so who do you think won that this one? I think probably Jokic, just because of recency bias. Yeah, so this was a lot. This is definitely recency bias, and it's a lot more than I thought it would be. We have Jokic at 72%. Wow. Or no, 75% and Embiid at 25%. Yeah, I think that's probably like Embiid, he... I mean, he's been attached to Ben Simmons for a while. I, I hope he gets something different because that'd be fun, like, to see them beat in the playoffs. But, like, it just 
so hard when he's gotten injured so many times and just like his health is never 100%. And Jokic, he's just like always there, always extremely consistent. He won the MVP. It sucks Jamal Murray got hurt, but I mean, yeah, I think he's just going to have a probably a little bit better of a season just because he has more weighing on his shoulders, maybe. It depends on what happens with Ben Simmons, I think. If we were going into the season without any injury history or anything like that, do you think Embiid is a better player than Jokic? Like, would you rather have him as your big man or would you rather have Jokic? I think I'd rather have Jokic personally. Like, he just is a, is is a such a good offense by himself. Like, right. to have to have a, a huge passing big man who is so efficient and actually he's like super clutch when MB <laughs> yeah, like, yes. like kind of fades off in the fourth quarter. Like those are what the numbers have been saying. Like he just gets tired by the end of the games and he fades hard, but like he can't affect it because he's so big and so physically imposing. However, I think Jokic is, is just like a, his consistency is just out of the, this world. And you just love Jokic because he just looks like somebody you'd be playing like pickup with. Oh, I loved when that, when he got into the little fight after he accidentally hit campaign or frustrated, <laughs> yeah. frustratedly hit campaign and like his Serbian brothers are going crazy on the sideline and he's just staring Devin Booker in the eyes and saying, what are you going to do? Like, that was so sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Like this, those Serbians are just built different. Oh yeah. Like he looks like a guy that's like a bad guy in a James Bond movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like just doesn't care. And but his his basketball IQ is just otherworldly. Like it's having a seven foot center who can, and that's the thing. Like he can score and take over a game by scoring just as well as he can by making his teammates better. And that's that's the only reason why I would put Jokic over Embiid. I feel like one on one in the post, like skill moves, you need a bucket. I might go Embiid. But if I'm thinking about the whole team and what's going to lead to an actual win, I'm taking Jokic for sure. Yeah, I agree. All right, so the next one, you're going to love this one, Eric. And it's been a debate for the last five or six years. LeBron or KD? I'm taking my king. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you definitely weren't with the majority on this one. Yeah, I mean, Katie had, Katie, Katie had an amazing summer, but, I mean, LeBron, until I see it happen in the playoffs, LeBron's always going to be on top. Yeah, so we have LeBron at 40% and Katie at 60%. Do you think LeBron, this is finally going to be the year when LeBron, we see him deteriorate a little bit, or do you think he's going to come back with vengeance? Because I think people forget that before he got hurt last year, he was in the running or if not second place right behind Embiid for MVP. Oh, yeah. So Embiid went down like a week before LeBron and there was a LeBron jumped into the favorites to be the MVP. But like, I don't know, Rob Polinka just said in the press conference a couple hours ago that LeBron, he, he slimmed up a little bit to kind of be more explosive which I think will be helpful, especially if AD is leaning to play the five more 
and they're just playing this run-and-gun offense with Russ, you know, leaning into their strengths of just being super, super good in transition. Right. I think it, I think his numbers will digress as far as the regular season goes. Like, he'll be, like, 24, 6-6, six and six, probably is what I'm thinking around with, like, hopefully around, like, 30 minutes a game. But then in the playoffs, I think he'll be regular LeBron, which is crazy. I mean, it's like him and Tom Brady are just – insane like to be to still be playing this well this late into their careers like we've never seen anything like it and for him to be considered a top three player still in in going into his 19th season is just insane it really is like when you think about everything that he's done and we literally just take it for granted now it's like him let's say he does average 24 6 and 6 everybody would be like oh LeBron's declining that's like yeah he's declining and he's averaging 24 6 and 6 like that's insane. oh yeah like his decline is still like some of the best in the in the NBA <laughs> if not if not the best plus he has to share the ball with two other superstars with with uh, Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook and so I think right. he's gonna be fine with it I think he's gonna be okay but like obviously KD had an amazing season he did cr- crazy things this summer I mean, if his team didn't get hurt, I think they're winning the championship. Oh, no doubt. I mean, he was literally, what, an inch away from knocking the Bucks out. Yeah, and then hopefully you get Kyrie healthy after his ankle injury, and then you can maybe get James Harden a little healthier from his hamstring. Right, and we'll see what happens this year with Kyrie. I mean, they're, I know the Nets are one of the teams that made it mandatory to be vaccinated to play in home games, and I don't think it's going to be a normal NBA season yet again. I think this season will still have its challenges. And who knows what Kyrie's going to be doing and how much he'll actually play. So, but yeah, I mean, KD's, this last season for KD was just unbelievable, especially when you're talking about coming off one of the worst basketball injuries you can have. Like, it's just insane what he's been able to do so I can see why it's 60% Katie and 40% LeBron but hopefully hopefully let's pray for the best that they both stay healthy and that we see him duel it out in the finals with like 10 all-stars on the court (laughs) (laughs) all right the next one is Kyrie and Russ speaking of Kyrie who do you think won this one um and that's this a one was question. close super or oh who who won in the popular vote i think Kyrie. Kyrie, yeah so we have Kyrie 56 percent and russ at 44 percent yeah no i could totally see why like Kyrie can shoot he's an all-level scorer he's super crafty with the ball and then russ is just like this workhorse who's always go 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 but isn't very efficient in the playoffs or can't shoot from three so like you can see his limitations there, but I think his pairing with LeBron and AD, it's not like the Lakers had good shooting before. Like, you're replacing bad shooting with bad shooting. So, like, we still have the, the same bad problem of bad shooting. Right. <laughs> but, but you have a, a way, way, way better scorer in Russell Westbrook and a, a just a great passer. He's a great facilitator, a fantastic rebounder. So, I mean, I – there's pros and cons to it, of course, but I think Russ will have a great year. And I think in the last 90 seconds when Russ has been known to self-destruct, LeBron's going to be like, hey, I'm LeBron James. Give me the freaking ball. 
and we're going to win this game. And like, we're not going to have to see you airball three to finish the game. Right. I think Russ will be perfect for the Lakers for the regular season on those nights when LeBron wants to take it easy or when a day to day Davis is in a street clothes. <laughs> um, Russ, Russ will be able to take that load and probably go out and get a triple double because that's just what he does. Um, and I do think that hopefully I think that LeBron will be the one player that in the playoffs will be able to get Russ to not do something dumb. Yeah, I mean, Russ has always – it's been always been Russ's team. This is Russ – like, we follow Russ because he has this crazy mentality. But, what, but look, he has LeBron James, the second best or first best player of all time. And, uh, like, you can't question how good he is. Like, this is LeBron's team. So, it'll be right. someone – it'll be it'll be interesting to have someone who can put Russ in place. Yeah, for sure. And it seems like they're getting well, they're getting along well so far. I mean, I know you came down here to my house for Vegas for the summer league and uh, we saw Russ and LeBron walk in together. That was awesome to see that. And it seems like they're working out together and going to weddings and all that stuff together. So hopefully the chemistry carries over to the court. Oh, yeah, I think it should be. It'll be a tough start, but like. When you're running and gunning and having a lot of fun, I think they'll be fine. But I would still – I personally would still choose Kyrie over this. I just think he's the one of the most skilled offensive players we've ever seen, which is sad because so is Kevin Durant and James Harden. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so the next one is Devin Booker and Klay Thompson. I'm going to go with Devin Booker just because he did really well in the playoffs this year. So that's what I thought as well. But we have a 50-50 split. This is the only one that was 50-50 split between Booker and Klay Thompson. I think it's because everybody knows that Klay is the better player because he's proven it. But the fact that he hasn't even played the last two seasons and Booker really took that jump up is what's making that 50-50 split. I agree. I think, yeah, no, I 100% agree. Like, the the presence of Klay Thompson and knowing, like, yeah, he may not be as good defensively, but, like, shooters always know how to shoot, don't you think? Like, well, do you think – I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say because he had a catastrophic leg injuries. So, like, maybe he's not going to have the same base when he's shooting because it's some mind game or something. Or maybe his rehab was a little bit off and it's tweaking his motion just a little bit. I don't know. It's hard to say. Right. And one of the great things about Clay that was so underrated that made him so unbelievable was his perimeter defense. And I think I don't think his shooting will suffer from it. I really don't just because he's honestly one of the top five shooters, top three shooters of all time with Steph. Top two, him and Steph. (laughs) Honestly, Uh, yeah, top two. (laughs) That's the one thing that I think may may lack with his injury coming back is his side to side perimeter defense when he's assigned to guard the best player on the other team the best perimeter player because Draymond will guard the best bigger player. But I mean, Wiggins is like a a decent option to have. So like, I don't know how much he'll suffer. Throw, 
throw the younger Wiggins at the best player and then let let Clay get the second best wing player. But total, like, congrats to to Booker and to the Suns. You know, nobody was – I don't think anybody was expecting them to make the finals. Um, Yeah, not till every player got injured on the other team. (laughs) Right, right, which we know that was a huge reason why they made it to the finals. But at the same time, like, those guys can still ball out. Like, they're a really tough team. They're all young, and you can just see the chemistry with them is great. And I think they're only going to get better. Booker's a beast. He is. He's definitely a special player already. And I think as he even expands his range even more and he's able to make more threes off the dribble, he's going to be top scorer for a lot of years in the league. Yeah, I agree. All right, so this next one is huge. I think these are the two top MVP candidates for this next year. We have Giannis and Luca. That's a hard one. I think I'm going to say Giannis got more votes. Yeah, so Giannis 60, Luca 40. I mean, Giannis was coming off one of the best finals appearances we've ever seen with the 50-piece to win it and, you know, going through Chick-fil-A with the 50-piece. you just gotta love both these guys like they're both just awesome and like it's so cool to me to know that we have these two guys who are just gonna keep the league at a super high skill level like for years to come yeah exactly and it's so cool that they're both foreign they're able to expand the game and uh yeah i mean it's crazy that Luca even got 40% of the vote. Like, it just shows you how good he is. It's just unfortunate that that KP hasn't been doing his job. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, I think the Mavericks are a dark horse out of the West this year just because of how good Luca is. If KP can do just – if he can just step it up a little bit, they've made some additions at the guard position so that Luca doesn't have to because I feel like what happened with Luca, especially in the playoffs you saw at the end of that Clippers series he was just so exhausted and so tired from carrying so much of the weight that like he just couldn't do it at the end and so if he just gets just a little bit of help like they could be somebody that you don't want to play do you think the Bucks are definitely able to make it out of the east again it's crazy, like, how much the power dynamic has shifted within the, the league. I think the Nets will make it out if they're healthy, to be honest. Yeah, healthy Nets, is they are just better than the Bucks. They they really are. I think so. And But Giannis is just – he's so awesome. Like, you can't not love the guy. And I was super happy that he got the finals trophy and the MVP – and just like his speech and everything, he's he's just an amazing, amazing player. So next one, we will go. I mean, I'm pretty sure you, anybody could guess this one. We got Lamelo and Anthony Edwards. <laughs> the Timberwolves suck, so I'm gonna go with <laughs> Lamelo. Like they're they're so they're the Timberwolves have such a weird situation. Like they let Gerson Rosas or whatever his name is. They let him draft. They let him make all the offseason acquisitions. And then right before training camp is when they decided to fire him. 
Like, why didn't you do this a year? Like, why didn't you do this before all that happened? Because he just determined the next year of your franchise, if not more. I don't know, just a weird decision. But I think Lamelo is like clearly at a higher level right now. Maybe Anthony Edwards will, um, in the five years, be better. But Lamelo's playing at a higher level definitely right now. You know who's gonna save the Timberwolves though, right? Who A Rod? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, A Rod and J Lo that's, that's their best signing this offseason. And then <laughs> and then he broke up with J Lo and they were like, gosh dang it, why did we sign him? <laughs> <laughs> he was at the summer league, right? Didn't we see him there? Yeah, he gave me a little head nod. I said, What's up, A Rod? Because they were in the smaller gym, so I could say hi to the <laughs> little little uh, more famous people. We also had Lonzo sitting right next, sitting right in front of us. Yeah, he was just a couple rows beside us. I was pretty sick. Summer <laughs> league's a good summer league's a good time. Like you get to go to so many games, and all the players are going to come out to go see to support their team because they like to go to Vegas. And if you go to the summer league, make sure you go to the games in the Cox Pavilion, the small gym. It's like a high school gym, like what Eric was just talking about. Like you're sitting in a in a bleacher. Like it's just it's amazing. It's such a cool vibe in there. Oh, yeah. The, the smaller gym is way more fun. The first game we went to was the most intense game, and you had a whole section of the Denver fans that were just rooting for this one guy, and they were all dancing during timeouts. <laughs> it was so it was so fun. I love summer week this year. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I, I think LaMelo is at a – I think he's he's better than a lot of us thought he would be in the NBA. We thought – I know I know I thought, like, he was just a social media guy that, like, over time and all of them just loved because he made cool plays and stuff like that. But he's a legit basketball player. And do you think he's, like, a future all-star? Definitely. I mean, yeah. he, he shot at a great clip. Like, for him, it was a good clip. And uh, he he was a great playmaker. He's big body. So, definitely. And you, you think he has I, – I mean, I'm sure – you think he will, but you think he'll have a better career than Lonzo? Nah, my Lonzo's my dog. Lonzo's gonna go <laughs> crazy in Chicago. Oh my god! If you all if right. you were on the if you were on the Lakers, I'll always choose for the the Laker over the. <laughs> Dude, you know you know who would be perfect for the Lakers now that that they can shoot is Lonzo. I know like, I he'd be so perfect. Way. Yeah, I was like, he would be the perfect point guard for the Lakers switchable doesn't have to have the ball six six and he can shoot threes at a at a really good clip now too too bad it was just a bad time for for Alonzo bad timing but uh the next one we're getting here towards the end the next one we had the battle of the rookies the number one and two pick we have Cade Cunningham who was lame and didn't play when on the day where we went <laughs> to the summer league and uh Jalen Green who do you think won that um, I'm going to have to go with the number one pick, Cade. Yeah, I thought the same thing, but we have 60% Jalen and 40% Cade. Wow. That's why? Right. I was thinking, why do you think it would go that way? We we obviously haven't seen either of them playing an, M, an actual NBA game yet. So putting that, like, when we think about that, why do you think the number one pick – and the popular vote would be less than the number two pick. Maybe because Jalen played more summer league games. I don't even know if that's true. Jalen went to – he did the G League at the night. Cade was 
went to college, which means you normally get more exposure. So that's like, that's super interesting to see that. I think to me, I think the reason why is because Jalen is more explosive. He's more dynamic. He is a highlight real player. And so you see these plays from Jalen Green with like his step backs or his dunks and just his scoring ability and his explosiveness is off the charts. And so that sticks in your memory. But with Cade Cunningham, the thing that scouts loved about him and why he'll be so good in the NBA is because he's a 6'8 point guard with a huge wingspan who can guard multiple positions and his feel and pace for the game is just at a super high level. And that's not stuff that you can like highlight on social media. Totally. He's got a lot of poise. And so like having that poise and that calming sense is like, yeah, I agree that you're not going to be able to see that and quantify that as much as you can as like a highlighter, a crazy dunk. Right. Yeah. So I think both of them will be in the league for a long time. Um, Jalen's just a great scorer. And I think Cade Cunningham will, I think he'll be a really great addition to a championship team. He'll be a guy that you'll want as part of your team, as a leader. And I just think he's like a natural winner. So uh, I'm excited to see these two guys and and all the other rookies that are super impressive uh, this year. I think it'll be a great rookie class. The next one we have, these two guys, they kind of play pretty similar. We have Zach Levine and Paul George. I mean, Paul George will have a better season. He has no Kawhi probably all season. And so he'll be able to put up better numbers, I think. And Levine will have to share with DeMar DeRozan. I mean, like, they'll have a better team, but, like, they have two guys who are just a non-factor on defense. Almost three guys, honestly. Like, Levine's a non-factor. DeRozan's not very good. And Vucevic isn't very good either. So, like, it's hard to say. But, I mean, I'd, I'd definitely pick Paul George. I mean, he's done it actually in the playoffs. I don't – has Zach Levine ever done anything in the playoffs? Has he even ever made the playoffs? I'm trying to think if he has, it's been one year, but I don't even know because he was on Minnesota. I'm not sure if Minnesota ever made it like as an eight seed when he was on. If you want to look that up real quick. Yeah. But yeah, I. Oh, did you find it? No. Yeah. He's never made it, made it in the with the, to the playoffs. Yeah, I think I think him being a part of Team USA this summer will do a lot for him as far as his experience and playing in a big moment, especially since Team USA was up against the ropes a couple times. Um, and it was pretty interesting that they used him as kind of their primary defender a lot of the time. Team USA did. They would put him on, on the other team's best score and... So I'm, I'm curious to see if that's something that improves this year with him and Lonzo out on the perimeter. I think that could, um, that could maybe turn some heads and be better than people would think. Uh, but Paul George is definitely going to have to carry with Kawhi out if, they, if the Clippers want any chance at a playoff seat or even the playoff game or the play-in game um, at the end of the year. And so I think as far as regular season, I think – PG will have the better year, but I'm excited. I think Zach Levine's coming, turning into a really good player, and I think the Bulls will be super fun to watch this year. 
Oh yeah, they're my they're gonna my go to team after the Lakers just because they'll be so fun and they got Lonzo and Caruso. <laughs> Caruso. <laughs> All right, so this next one, I think this one's pretty easy. We got James Harden and Bradley Beal. I voted Bradley Beal just because I hate James Harden, but I think James Harden won it. Yeah, so we got James Harden at 68% and Bradley Beal at 32%. James Harden, before he got hurt last year, was putting up MVP numbers as well with the Nets. Like, just the way that he changed his game and tweaked it a little bit to fit the – he's always been a good playmaker and a good passer, but the way he was doing it on the Nets was just next level. I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast, and he had uh, – what's her name? It's not Doris Burke. It's the other – It's Jackie McMullen, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had Jackie McMullen on, and she was saying that – she was talking to somebody in the Nets organization, and they were saying that the true leader of that team the first day they came in was James Harden, and that he, he admitted to what he did in Houston and the way he left was wrong, and – but that the day he stepped into Brooklyn, he was he was the go-to guy and the leader and the guy that held everybody together. And I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, Kyrie's crazy and KD's admitted to not being the leader. So it makes sense. But, like, honestly, surprising not, like, having KD there. I, and this is nothing against Bradley Beal. I mean, the man's – didn't he average, like, 30 points a game? Yeah, he was right behind Steph for most points per game this season. Yeah, it's like, but it's just sad because he plays for the Wizards, and it seems like he wants to stay there for some reason. So, yeah, maybe he's content with just being mediocre. Um, we have two more. This this next one is uh, Anthony Street Clothes Davis and Zion Williamson. Hey, for all this day-to-day Davis and street talk Davis stuff like <laughs> KD's been more hurt than Dave than Anthony Davis has the last three years mm-hmm. so. I know I just love how <laughs> how, how uh, easily it works with his name it's but so who, who do you think won this one? Oh, Anthony Davis yeah 75 percent to Zion's 25 percent good so you think be. Anthony Davis is the key, obviously, to the Lakers this year? Definitely. They moved away from having defensive playmakers to shooters and non, like pretty much non-existent. Like Kendrick Nunn can't guard. Malik Monk is tiny. Carmelo. Carmelo Carmelo's not a good defender anymore. Wayne Allington's not a good defender. Wait, did you say Carmelo's not a good defender anymore? <laughs> Carmelo's not a good defender. <laughs> I was like, when was he ever a good defender? <laughs> um, like, they just, like, completely forgot about it. So, like, Anthony Davis will be so important on defense. Like, being able to lock it down and then just hoping that they can outscore people. And then when it comes to – I mean, they have a lot of high IQ players. So, uh, in the playoffs, I think it'll be important that they – get on the same page defensively it's hard to just do that and overnight so I hope that they lead up to it and build up to it but I mean Anthony Davis is the key to it all being able to protect the rim and guard anybody and speaking of somebody wanting out right after their rookie contract when we were talking about <laughs> Ben Simmons having four years left 
I saw a report. Uh, did you see it where Zion said he's not happy in New Orleans? Oh, I didn't see that. So there was something that came out that said he just wasn't – him and his camp weren't – they weren't impressed or pleased with how how the Pelicans and especially David Griffin um, handled his injury situation. And I also th- I also think that Zion's underrated as well, as crazy as it seems. Like, his numbers were out of control. Oh, I agree. He He's so efficient. It's such a – but, like, he needs to step up a little bit more on defense. Yeah. <laughs> his defense was terrible. I mean, the, the Pelicans' defense was terrible. and but, but I think Zion's just still going to be a beast. And this year, I think he'll even take another step up. And he's my dark horse for MVP. I think if the, if the Pelicans can stay within the playoff picture, which I don't think they will, that he'll be an MVP candidate. That'd be pretty sick. I mean, I like Zion. I hope, I hope he does good. And then we have one more. Uh, this one... We have the Kuzma or the Shanghai Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> um, Who do you think won that one? If Jimmer's going to be on the Shanghai Sharks, then I choose the Shanghai Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Shanghai Sharks, 75%, to Kuzma's 25%. <laughs> Everybody's so just ruthless towards Kuzma. It's so uh, funny. Kuzma's just like a funny – Instagram personality who's out there fashion wise like he has a crazy fashion sense but he's oh, like yeah. on, he, like he's developed into a reliable defender and he always tries to make the right play which is super honorable especially like coming from where he was where he was just like just an offensive guy but like now his offense sucks and like <laughs> <laughs> now he can only be trusted on the defensive end which is so funny it's like a complete flip up to like what character arc he was but now he's making 13 million so good for him i mean yeah good good for you kuzma you can go ball out he's in detroit right nah he wizards washington same 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 kind of thing like kcp yeah and trez well, I think I think the Wizards will do okay then this year with Beal and those guys. Yeah, KCP, Trez, Kuz, you got Bertons, Corey Kisper, Rudy. Bertons, Rui Hachimura. Like they got a decent squad. Like should be interesting. Thomas Bryant's coming back from injury. They oh, got and a they seventh just, or eighth have, seed squad. They have Spencer Dinwiddie as well. Oh right, he's coming back too. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a that's a deep team. Yeah, oh, it's it's yeah, they have good depth for sure. Like not very much high-end talent, but they have good depth. Hopefully for Kuzma, he can recover from all the Laker hate that he got this last year um and redeem himself in Washington or we might see see him playing with Jimmer one day. Never know and and have been <laughs> to center. <laughs> could you imagine uh hopefully we have way less injuries this year um so that those don't play a part in who's winning games especially when it comes down to the playoffs but 
I'm just super excited. I think it's going to be a great season. There's so many teams that are going to be in the mix. It's so cool now that, like, it's not just the Warriors and the Cavs every year. Like, we, if there's so <laughs> many different factors of teams. Like, the Suns were in the playoffs because of injuries. Like, or in the finals. And Giannis won his first MVP. Finally, or finals, he finally got over the hump. Nobody thought he would be able to. It's just a great time to be an NBA fan. Eric, is there any final words you have to say? Um, go Lakers. Don't don't ever doubt the King. Washed King season two? <laughs> Washed King season two. <laughs> no, it's, it's all good. We we are super grateful for you guys again. We're gonna be trying to do the the podcast more frequently again and come out of retirement. We'll see you all next week.